what hour your clock strikes. Here, it's always Halloween. And I'm always your haunted host, Luce Tomlin Brenner. I hope Halloween weekend brought you mostly treats and only a few low-key tricks. Did you throw any wagons onto roofs? Perhaps you stole a gate or a sidewalk? I want to hear how you spent Halloween weekend. Call into the All Hallows hotline at 802-532-DEAD or write me an eek mail at itsalwayshalloweenpodcast at gmail.com and we can all just bask in the joy that is Halloween at its peak. I know many of you are feeling the blues of a Halloween hangover this week. And if you're in America, you're most likely feeling some election anxiety as well. But for the next 10 minutes, we get to safely skip down yet another Halloween history hillside. What I love about history is that it provides a map of where we've been before. Even when our current moment can feel unbearable, we can look to history for patterns and understanding. We can take comfort in knowing that nothing lasts forever, even when comforts feel scarce. Conversely, while difficult moments pass, we can celebrate our most precious shared traditions, which have been with us for thousands of years. Details may twist and shift with time, but we can trace what we love about Halloween across cultures and centuries. And that connects us to each other and our ancestors in a really meaningful and magical way. Today we're examining Day of the Dead, Dia de los Muertos, a colorful holiday in Mexico, which is also celebrated to a lesser extent in other areas of Latin America and the United States. Day of the Dead is a joyous occasion during which families honor dead loved ones and make peace with the eventuality of death by treating it with a celebratory familiarity instead of with dread and terror and darkness. These celebrations last from October 31st to November 2nd. October 31st is, of course, Halloween. November 1st is All Saints Day, and also known as the Day of the Children. November 2nd is All Souls Day and the Day of the Dead. It's believed that the gates of heaven are opened at midnight on October 31st, and the spirits of children can rejoin their families for 24 hours. The spirits of the adults do the same on November 2nd. The living family members treat the deceased as honored guests in their celebrations, and during their visit, the dead feast and drink and dance and play music with their loved ones. This holiday originated with the Aztecs more than 3,000 years ago, and it was led by Mite Katsiwat, a goddess of their underworld known as Miklan. This lady of the dead was worshipped across Mesoamerica and believed to rule over the spirits of the afterlife with her husband, Miklan Tecutli. According to Brown and Hudson, the cultural belief at the time was that instead of going to heaven, all the souls of the dead would descend into an arduous, year-long journey of extinction within the deepest parts of Miklan. 
Spirits of the dead rest in Glan until awakened from their eternal sleep for one day each year, when they can return home and visit their loved ones. Family members offered food and water and tools meant to assist their ancestors in this difficult journey. This inspired the contemporary Day of the Dead practice in which people leave food or other offerings on their loved ones' graves or display them on homemade altars called ofrendas. Para fundar el Valle de la Nagua Y ahora para fundar el Valle de la Nagua a popular food offering is pan de muerto, or bread of the dead, which is likely an influence of the Spanish, who brought with them their tradition of offering spirit bread to ancestors on All Souls Day. Other traditional foods made for the occasion include moles, tamales, chocolates, candies, and drinks of atoll and coffee. Get in my belly! Atoll is specifically a Day of the Dead beverage and typically includes corn, flour, water, unrefined cane sugar, cinnamon, vanilla, and optionally chocolate and fruit. In addition to food, these individualized altars often include photos, possessions of the deceased, candles, toys, and calaveras which are skulls made out of compressed sugar and water and are decorated with colored foil, icing, beads, ribbons, and or feathers. You probably know these as sugar skulls. Ofrendas are also decorated with marigolds. Mexicans believe that this flower helps to guide their loved one's soul back to the world of the living. And given that it only flowers during the rainy season, which precedes Day of the Dead, it has now become heavily and primarily associated with the festivities. Mite Katsiwat watches over the bones of the dead and presides over the contemporary Day of the Dead celebrations as she did in ancient times. When Spanish colonizers arrived in central Mexico in the 16th century, they viewed these rituals and beliefs as sacrilegious, but the outsiders failed in their attempts at crushing the holiday. Day of the Dead survived and thrived, spreading north from its origins in southern Mexico. However, the colonizers did succeed in merging aspects of it with Christianity. Originally celebrated in August, it was moved by the Spanish to November 1st and 2nd to coincide with All Saints' Days and All Souls' Days. This is similar to how we saw the Romans meddling with the ancient celebrations of the Celts. Listen to our first two episodes for more on these similarities if you haven't already. In contemporary Mexico, part of these traditions include visiting grave sites. In the United States, graveyards are typically privately owned and maintained. But in Mexico, they're usually publicly owned or managed by local churches. 
It's up to the families of the deceased and other community members to maintain the graves. During the Days of the Dead, families visit the graves of their loved ones where they pull weeds, clean away any debris, and decorate them in the same manner as the ofrendas. Do you celebrate Day of the Dead? I want to hear all about it. Share your memories and experiences with us by calling into the All Hallows hotline at 802-532-DEAD or write us an e-mail at itsalwayshalloweenpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to feature you in an upcoming Small Frights Friday episode. I highly value lived experiences, and I believe they are an essential part of understanding the modern and historical world. You can also reach out on our Instagram page at It's Always Halloween Podcast. There you'll find all kinds of Halloween recommendations, as well as all the visuals that correspond to each episode. You can also follow and subscribe to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash It's Always Halloween. It's Always Halloween is researched, written, and performed by me, Luce Tomlin Brenner. The editing, theme music, and sound design is by Pete Burns. Thanks, Pete. You can follow me personally on Instagram and Twitter at LTB Comedy and Pete at Mittenberries. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe and write us a little review so that other like-minded ghouls can find us. We're also now featured on the NPR One app, so you can subscribe and download episodes from there as well. Thanks so much for listening to It's Always Halloween, and come back next time, unless you're just having too much dang fun at the cemetery, in which case, I don't blame you. (laughs) 